find the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from playing sports to exotic whips. Ain't gotta tell me, dog. I know I'm the shit behind the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from music exec to this podcast. Now I finally feel at home and laugh behind the baller. Mic check one, two, microphone check one, two. What's good, BTB Army? You are tuned in to another brand new episode of the world famous Behind the Baller podcast. Coming to you live and direct from Hollywood, California. Happy Monday, guys. I am your host, Ben Baller, not Ben Humble, a.k.a. the Korean John Cusack, a.k.a. the Korean Harry Higgs. If you don't know who Harry Higgs is, Get some baby powder and pour a very generous amount in either one of your strong hands and slap yourself. They also call me the Wash Lord. This show is brought to you by the one and only Dust Brothers Productions. That's Miles Davis and Jordan Winter. I am back in Los Angeles. Guys, it is Monday, my least favorite day of the motherfucking week. But we are 20 days away from Christmas. This is the weekend wrap-up. This is fan questions. We got original music from my man, Lakey Lake. Shout out to Illegal Cartel for the theme song. Guys, let's get this motherfucking show started. Miami was fire. And the most fire part about it is I stayed as far as fuck as I could away from South Beach. The only time I even came near South Beach was when I was passing it to and from the freeway. And not even really, okay? I still got my Puerto Saguan, okay? My favorite Cuban restaurant in the United States of America. Man. That fucking garlic chicken, that motherfucking oxtail though. God damn. And that iron beer, mm. had it delivered to my hotel. Shout out to Cash App for the beautiful trip. I literally had my dream three-day trip to Miami. Played golf three days in a row. Ate good, kicked it, smoked, chilled. You know what I'm saying? Got a way better understanding and relationship with J.R. Smith. That's my dog. We got a show now together and we homies and the motherfucker's an amazing golfer. He's a one handicap. Um, but yeah, man, Miami was so lit and I'm in North Miami. I was in Ball Harbor, right? They put me and J.R. up in the, um, in the, uh, the Ritz Carlton and uh, we was up in Aventura. We was in fucking Ball Harbor. We was in fucking uh, Boca. We was all over playing all types of shit. And, you know, I thought long and hard about it. JR just copped a crib in Palm Beach. And so I'm looking for a crib now, anywhere from Ball Harbor all the way upwards to Palm Beach. Never in a million years I think I'd say this, but I've always loved Miami. There's never been a time I didn't like Miami, but it was just this trip. It's truly golf heaven. Now, the grass conditions are a little different. Bermuda's a little different than, you know, the grass we got on the West Coast. But it's just a different vibe. Everything's manicured there better. It's, it's, it's taken care of better. It's not as pretentious as Los Angeles. It's just lit. It's fucking amazing. I remember one boy, Homicide. It's one of my best friends in my life. Um, 
he owned a house in Boca and he lived in a gated community. And it's like, it, no matter how people think that Miami's so expensive, you could be over there for way less than where I live. And in fact, it's comparable to San Diego, which is not that bad. At least for me, it's not. So I'm looking for a crib out there right now. And I had a great time. That Maubon golf tournament was so fucking lit. It was, it was the best one yet. Mulligans in Miami was just incredible. Top Golf was there. Of course, StockX and, and Cash App. And I uh, got to meet Jesus of Golf. I got to meet this other dude, Cam Golfs. A bunch of celebrities were there. Uh, I was paired up with Chantel Jeffries, who is a DJ, I think, but like a model. My friend Jamie Chung, who's an actress. Um, bunch of random people. It was lit. I got to meet Gary Sheffield. The dude came up to me, told me his son was a big fan of mine. And I just got to play golf. You know what I'm saying? My agent was there, so that was dope. Me and JR were, were teammates. And we just had a good-ass time. And what's fucking crazy is there was no rain on the schedule, okay, for Friday. And out of nowhere, on the fucking first hole, for six holes, we had a mini fucking uh, a hurricane. It wasn't rain like I've dealt with. I haven't had rain that hard. And I've been in Miami rain when it's hot. It was 85 degrees. But this was coming down. Like, it was different. It was, it was fucking weird. It was... It was a trip, but like we got into it. We're like, fuck this. Let's just play. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and it was crazy because they don't have a great filtration system there. So you, you get to puddle there at the Miami Shores Country Club. Shit gets puddling and it's like, fuck it. So like trying to put on greens like that, if you play golf, man, I had a six foot putt that I lipped out and I took a second shot just for fun. I nailed that fucking thing. Like as if I was trying to hit it 20 yards. Okay. Do you guys know how 60 feet? That's how much pressure I put on the ball and it went four and a half feet. So it was just, it was just crazy. We still ended up killing it. We had two girls paired up with us. So, you know, me and JR were minus six, minus six on the front nine, minus eight on the back. And no, uh, no, 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 no. Minus seven on the front nine, minus eight on the back. We were minus 15 for the course. We came in third. Um, just one group came. But, you know, these guys stopped golfing. They waited and, you know, kept, like, they didn't, they didn't go until whatever. It was a shotgun start, but, like, it was bullshit. And not hating whatever. It was a great day. Um, Jesus of Golf is a long drive champion. He's in the competition and stuff. But at the same time, he is a scratch handicap. And this motherfucker brought out a six-degree crowbar driver and it was just crazy i hit it and that bitch went like 260 270 and you know what let me say something real quick man i get a lot of people saying shit like hey man we need to see you track my numbers like i'm gonna be quite honest with you my track my numbers aren't that good they are right like what i'm hitting my pitching wedge is nowhere near what normal people hit their pitching wedge normal golfers were good i'm still beginning but you know what the funny thing is it, it don't matter because my scores are more impressive than my, my track my numbers, right? Because when it was early on, I was able to hit the driver a certain way, but it's the incorrect way to hit it, right? My swing looked weird. My swing is obviously looking better. And um, the best part about warming up at the range before, Chris Stamped, a couple guys from Maubon, a couple guys from different streetwear brands, they see me, they're like, oh, shit. That swing looks a lot better in person. I'm like, bro, I don't, I don't know what to say to y'all, man. <laughs> Golf is hard. You get, let me see you swing. And they're like, shit, we're just trying to figure it out. I'm like, exactly, bro. 
So you see what the fuck I'm doing out here, right? You know what I'm saying? I'm getting out here, you know, I'm hitting them fucking solid and straight. But um, it, it was just a good ass time, man. I want to get a membership at fucking Turnberry. I want to get a membership at fucking Floridian. I want to get in all these fucking places. And I got all these plugs. So I'm like, fuck it. Let's get it going. Um, shout out to Josh. He happens to be B2B Army. He's also a super follower. He's a good dude. Happens to be security for Floyd Mayweather money team. And uh, we sat down, chopped it up. I brought him to the hotel. We had some fucking steak and eggs and, and all that good shit. Had some lattes and espressos and all that fancy shit. And we was just chilling, man. Good dude. He happened to be out there with Floyd. And while all the Art Basel shit was going on, I didn't participate in any of that fuck shit. I stayed my own lane and didn't go to no clubs, none of that shit. I just golfed and chilled and just ate and just kind of just, I went to check out some shopping, went to go get some stuff for my kids and my wife and was just having a good ass time out there. Yo, Miami is fire. I truly can't wait to really like just, man, put that work in and all that shit. It was just, it was just a fucking great fucking time. And I am going to talk about country clubs at one point. I don't know when, right? But we got fan questions. And I want to get to those in a second. And that was like 30 questions. I'm glad I looked at them before. There was 30 questions that just had to get wiped out because they'd been asked before. So I'm going to try to get to like 15, 20 of them. Somewhere around there. But I wanted to talk about a few things, right? And it's like, as an adult, not as a kid, you know, when I was a kid, I wanted to be Magic Johnson. I wanted to be Run DMC. I wanted to be LL Cool J. You know, I looked up certain people. wanted to be Bruce Lee. I wanted to be Bob Marley. But as an adult, I've always wanted to be me. Nobody else. That shit is wild to me. Like, I've been seeing these people using these AR filters, and it's like getting like super thing. Like, I see cute girls who are using them, and other dudes are using them here and there, and they're just like, I'm not with that cartoon shit. I don't know if that's just a different generation thing. Like, I don't like filters. And, you know, my wife likes using me and there. She doesn't need to. She actually looks great in person, right? And I get it's for fun and mostly for women, but for, for like, man, like, ladies, embrace your natural attributes. Like, what the fuck is, what the fuck, man? Like, I see people out there that just like really fuck with their shit and then they kind of hide in person unless they have like a cool friend, whatever, and understands they're insecure, whatever. And it's just like, that shit's weird. I may not be the best looking person in the world, but I like, you know, I'm, I'm me. I love who I am. I don't want to get no nose job. I don't want to get no weirdo shit. Like I'm just, you know, I always joked if I got like $2 billion, I would make my head metal, like change it to a fucking like Optimus Prime or some shit just to be a dick. You know what I'm saying? Look like Robocop or something weird, but just be yourself, man. And I think that shit fucked up Kanye too. You know what I mean? Like I remember, you know, and it's a sensitive subject, but like his mom, you know, Donda, I remember when she passed away. And if you guys don't know, you know, she passed away being put to sleep, getting lipo. And she was getting like, you know, cosmetic surgery because she wanted to look better and everything. And she's a great woman and God bless the dead. But like for vanity and Kanye has gotten lipo a few times, not being a snitching here and there. It's like, it's just, you know, my dude is not well. And um, like he's fucked up in the head all the way through. And now he's accusing Elon of being like part Chinese. And all. this dude is just, man, he's making it worse and worse on himself. And he's actually trying to run for presidency. Let me tell you something real quick. As delusional as he is and he knows he's crazy, that shit is going to cost 
a hundred million or more. And, um, you know, his finances are looking a little sus compared to the billions of bullshit that, that he supposedly had. To turn on Elon, and I'm not an Elon fan, I'm just saying, but to be homies and like this shit when someone's got a powerful situation and he didn't do nothing except tell you that, yo, you out here saying stupid shit. You got to chill. Nah, nobody tell me to chill. I, I understand that part. Like, I'll tell people, man, I'm a grown-ass man, dog. I'm talking about me, Ben Yang, Ben Baller. I'll say, man, you tripping. I'll do what the fuck I want to do. At the same time, understand, I'm not running into traffic. I'm not going to jump in front of a bus. Like, I know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm talking about on a semi-reasonable level. And he's just, man, it's not even fucking entitled. He's just fucking crazy. So, before we go to a commercial break, if you are in Los Angeles, I've been doing this since fucking before I had kids, I highly suggest you check out the Americana in Glendale or you check out the Grove. And their Christmas tree is amazing. If you have kids, go see Santa. Go during the weekdays. Like, go now, this week. Ain't that bad. And it's just dope. Weekend's a little too crazy, but it's just nice. You ain't got to go shopping. Go get a coffee. Go get a fucking Sprinkles. You know, maybe have lunch if you can. Go to fucking Blue Ribbon and get that oxtail fried rice and get the fried chicken and get the extra hot sauce, right? Get some sushi, whatever. But it's just like nice to just chill out with your kids and go there. Maybe you get them a book or something from Barnes and Nobles and it's just like, it's just a great time for me. I love going there. I go there a lot. It's something about that place. I just love it. It makes me, well, not the Americana, but the Grove makes me think of Jonas. And uh, we had a brunch with Santa on Saturday, I got right off the fucking plane, went straight to brunch. I was out of my mind. I was like, fuck. Needed like six shots of coffee. My kids had a good time. Kai got to see Santa and everything like that. And just, look, man, we're 20 days away from Christmas. I just, you know, we really got to get this shit in, in, in the right direction. This year flew the fuck by. It's been a weird year. The Grim Reaper has come through and it's just like, it's it just been some weird shit. That's all I could really say, you know? And uh, I don't know if any B2B armies in San Diego, I don't know how much time I'm going to have, but I possibly might have some time Friday or Thursday. Um, I'll be golfing during the daytime, but at nighttime I might have some time to figure it out. And um, if you follow me on Twitter uh, on a super follow, I might do a little um, super follower meetup in San Diego. So um, check that out. That Lake Lake music is playing in the background. About to get into these fan questions. We're going to pay some bills first. And then again, fam, fan, questions. All right, y'all. Be right back. Tis the season for clean balls. Our friends at Manscaped are helping you clear your driveway for safe travels this holiday season. From stocking stuffers to white elephants, Manscaped's products are at the top of every wish list. Grab some crop mops for your pops or the body buffer for the holiday lover. Help all the men in your life go from eggnog to nice hog and save 20% off plus free shipping by going to manscaped.com slash baller. These products are legit and make manicuring simple. Manscaped is here to make holiday shopping a blast by giving products they'll love and make them laugh. Save 20% off plus free shipping by going to manscaped.com slash baller yes that's right 20% off plus free shipping by going to manscaped slash baller manscaped for a perfect gift 
That will be the holiday's biggest hit. What's the first thing you do when you wake up? Is it checking up on your credit score? I didn't think so. At Chime, that's exactly what they do. With their secured Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card, you can start to build credit with your own money. Chime reports your payments to credit bureaus to help you build your credit over time. Their members see an increase of 30 points on average. All of this with no annual fees, large security deposits, or credit checks to apply. So start your credit journey with Chime. Sign up takes only two minutes and doesn't affect your credit score. Get started at Chime.com slash baller. That's Chime.com slash baller. The Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card is issued by Stride Bank N.A. pursuant to a license from Visa USA, Chime checking account, and $200 qualifying direct deposit required to apply for the secured Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card. Regular on-time payment history can have a positive impact on your credit score. Impact to score may vary, and some user scores may not improve. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees may apply except at MoneyPass ATMs in a 7-Eleven or any AllPoint or Visa Plus Alliance ATM. What's up, BTB Army? It is that time of the month. We do fan, fam questions once a month. I filter out the questions. Now I used to read them freestyle. And I have to because this shit is just too crazy now. You know what I mean? I try to keep it short and sweet for, jo- uh, for, for Miles and Jordan. So let's get it started. Adrian writes, hey, Ben, hope you're doing well. Got some questions for you. Number one, what do you think of Big Boy Chang's shoe collection? Big Boy Chang happens to be a friend of mine in the Philippines who is a very wealthy man. His family owns a major corporation. I won't even say what it is. I was going to say it. His shoe collection, I think, is probably the best. Now, I know my boy, Dre, uh, Croatian style, uh, Blitz, uh, the fuck is that? Project Blitz or some shit. He's got some more OG shit maybe, but I don't know. Would I rather have Dre's? Or, I don't know. Big Boy Chang has a fucking ridiculous shoe collection. Probably one of the best I've ever seen. But I'll tell you this. He has the best sneaker room, period. And I can't wait to get to the Philippines to hang out with Big Boy Chang. That's my dog. And uh, he's also a part owner at Riff Manila. And, you know, Riff is my family. I'm a partner there, and that's my dog. And, yeah, his shit is outstanding. Um, question two, what do you think about Rude's collaboration with Car Makers? And is there a chance of you and Reggie becoming homies again? Um, thought the McLaren collaboration was pretty cool. I wore it. Um, this Lamborghini shit is lame. The car was lame. And would me and Luigi become friends again? I highly doubt it. I don't hate the dude. I think he's fake as fuck. I don't think he's for the culture. I don't think he's for his own people. It is very weird when his name once, first of all, isn't Luigi. His name is Mark. And there is no Luigi anywhere in his name. And um, he's just strange. He doesn't embrace his Filipino culture. I think that's odd. I don't think he backs Asian people. I think he is a social climber. And, um, you know, he's just just a weird dude. He, had, he was on top of the world. And now a bunch of his main people who made the company successful are at different brands, like Amiri and other shit. I just think that, you know, whatever. And the truth is what it is, man. It's just, you know, it's a sad thing. You know, I help that brand a lot. And, uh, you know, it's not really fuck Luigi or anything. It's just, I just don't think I could be, I could rock with dude no more. So it is what it is. I've gotten rid of all my shit. My boy Taro came in 
very last minute. Um, this is my boy Tani. He writes, uh, hey Ben, favorite beach in the world. Man. Off top, probably Boracay in the Philippines. And then second would be Palawan in the Philippines. <laughs> okay. Uh, Phuket might be up there, but yeah, there's something about the Philippines. It's crazy. Uzi song that you really like. I gotta be honest. I don't think there's an Uzi song that I really, really like. I think he's had some catchy songs. I just, it's it's not really my vibe. It's not really, and you know, Uzi's my boy. That We're friends. I just don't think that there's anything that he's made that I really like. That's, to be honest. Uh, favorite BB shirt that I ever made ever. Fuck, man. The Strawberry Jam shirt was pretty dope. I think the Say No to Coke, Say Yes to Kush is definitely one of my favorites. Next to the John Cusack, uh, crazy, you know, shit like that. Uh, craziest thing you have ever eaten. Fuck, man. Monkey brain, which is sweet bread. If you guys know anything about that. Is it monkey brain? I forgot, isn't it? It's some type of brain. That has to be the craziest shit I've ever eaten. I mean, I've had live octopus where it's actually alive still and shit like that. That's got to be the craziest shit in the world. Anyways, Taro, aka Tani, much love to Central California. I appreciate you, little homie. You a good dude, man. Um, Dennis Moreno writes, Hey, Kuya, uh, just started listening to the podcast, born and raised in Eagle Rock, now in Glendale, California. Where are you spending Christmas and New Year's this year? Have you ever spent it in the Philippines? Also, with all your business ventures, what does retirement look like for you, if any? Every Christmas, except for the pandemic. I'm sorry. In the last 13 years, 11 of the Christmases were spent in the Bay Area. And of course, this will be spent in the Bay Area. I spend time in the Bay Area. It's a family tradition with my wife and her family out there. Um, during the pandemic, we were here. I had COVID last year. So um, shit, actually, that's two Christmases we spent here. One here and then one um, um, here and I had COVID so I couldn't do shit. But uh, I've never spent time in the Philippines. One time we did do Christmas and New Year's in Vancouver and that was kind of cool. You know, um, it was a lot of fun. Retirement to me looks like at this moment in a perfect world, I think BTB would stop. All Jewel would stop. Everything that I do would stop. There might be a few sponsors that I keep and par three would exist and that'd be it. I'd just be playing golf and be just chilling, being a full-time dad and just, you know, just doing that. And that would be retirement. That'd be ideal and probably be bouncing around between San Francisco and Florida. As I'd mentioned, I'm looking for a crib out there. Uh, Michael Sonaro writes, are you still allowing people to submit their ventures for partnership or investment? One episode you mentioned you're looking to expand, invest in others and you seemed adamant on looking to wind down prior to your retirement. You close on a few things you had going on. Thanks. I have a listener, Mike Sonero. Um, I am no longer looking for anything to partnership or investment with. Uh, I had done a couple things here and there. Most of them didn't pan out very well and they're write-offs to me. But, you know, I've invested into other things like Captain Picks, uh, this podcast, and obviously Part 3, which I'm part owner of and things like that because I have a little bit more control of its destiny. You know what I mean? And um, it was just something weird. It was, it was, I think it was one time I thought about it and I had helped out a dude with um, a cannabis lifestyle type brand and another dude 
And then uh, one other guy who had just happened to be a, um, a pro athlete who, well, not a pro athlete, I'm sorry, happened to be a collegiate athlete who needed help and I got him started and then it just didn't pan out. So I appreciate it. But yeah, that's uh, a negative. Marcel Moko writes, hey, Ben, I'm a massive fan. Love the podcast. Ryan Bartlett. Started taking notes on pen and paper during it because all the free game he was given. My question is, did you guys talk about a collab between you and True Classic? And does it seem like that'll come to fruition? I think so. You know, um, if his golf polos are like what I think they probably are, then I think at the very least, he would do the golf polos for the Wash Lord Invitational. If he is all that with everything, I'd probably use him for a much bigger collaboration down the line, which I can't talk about just yet. And then also, um, I do have personal merch, so he can help me with that as well. And um, again, he does drop shipments and all that shit. He would just handle everything. So it's just so fucking easy. For all you guys out there who have brands want to do shit and just do white label stuff, I'm sure this dude is the fucking man. And that's if he's down to do it for you. I couldn't imagine a better partnership than with dude. Next question, Stefan Lungdrum writes, what's up, Ben? Want to let you know how much I appreciate the hard work you put into each pod. It's a blessing to wake up each week and put on, get put on a new game. Uh, once you buy a home in the Bay Area, I would love to prove myself and show how to get down a detailed game, no corners cut, just polished. We've been working with many car collectors out here, reaching out uh, new heights and business each year. Peep my page, IG authentic underscore detail. I want to know, did you ever have any involvement with the barrier rappers such as Mac Dre? Half the lingo we spit nowadays, I feel like came from the crest side of uh, Vallejo. Let me rewind a little bit. Uh, I've owned a home in the Bay already for a while. Um, I don't have a car out there that would be worthy of, of being detailed really like that. And if I do go out there to, you know, have a crib, I don't think I'm going to have anything like where it'd be like, it, I, mean, it, I mean, again, to me, let's say an S-Class Benz or maybe like a Range Rover or a G-Wagon or like a Tesla. Those ain't like anything to me. Now, those are big cars for the Bay, I guess, you know what I'm saying? But it just doesn't really... And I know the Bay is so much more chill. Even though there's a lot of money in Silicon Valley, you just don't see the same type of cars in San Francisco as you do in LA. You may see them in like San Jose, which is weird because San Jose is like such a, such a random-ass area sometimes. I don't really hang out in, you know, um, Atherton and shit like that, so I can't talk. But I do know in general, you're going to see way more doper cars in LA. You know, it's not really far-fetched to see a Bugatti and all that type of shit. It's just common. By the way, guys, I didn't even mention this. Uh, your boy sold the Senna and uh, I made money off it and it's gone. And I do have my SF90 Spider coming. I do got a GT3 RS 992 new body coming. That's in summer. I have no idea when the fucking SF90 Spider is supposed to come. It's all fucked up. But I haven't been in a rush to go buy another exotic. I just don't know and I don't care. If I can't put golf clubs in it, it just doesn't interest me anymore. So I've been kind of getting a really bad itch to buy a car. But I'm just not, I don't know. And like I said, most likely it'd be like a Range Rover G-Wagon, maybe a Urus that'd be in the Bay. I just, that'd be like the, have to be a daily driver thing. Just because being out there with my Ferrari, Everything is just so low. Even with the suspension kit, it, I mean, the suspension lifter, it's just a fucking nightmare driving through San Francisco. And I, I have no desire to be in Blackhawk. I have no desire to be in Pleasanton or Concord or Walnut Creek or Berkeley and that shit. Like I legitimately want to be in SF City. Like I just want to be where I, you know, where I, where I am in Pacific Heights area. All right. Um, Junsuk 
It's my bro. Hi, Ben. Loyal listener since episode zero of Ben Baller Pod. My favorite episode was the K-Town Hustle series. Thanks again for the Ben Baller TaylorMade bag. News to share with you. My spouse and I are expecting our first child in May, and we just started shopping for infant, toddler, furniture. There's so many brands out there. And it's crazy how expensive they are. Question, as we are expecting, what is your top two advices for new parents? Thank you. Uh, warm regards. You know, there is a baby brand out there that's not super expensive. You, Ikea, I just feel like it's just, you don't want to go there. Crate and Barrel could be on the expensive side, but a little bit under Crate Barrel, there's a brand called Baby Leto, L-E-T-T-O, and they make really nice nurseries and baby furniture, and it's it's really cool. And by the way, congrats, Jun, that's fucking awesome. I think I asked you about it before, and you didn't say anything, but I, I, that's it's amazing. Congrats. Top two advices for new parents. Um, start shifting uh, sleeping schedules, meaning... If your wife is going to breastfeed or even if she's, if she's going to get formula, I personally suggest, and people say, oh, we well, should just shut the fuck up. I'm telling you from having three kids, what I see and what I know. London wasn't breastfed. Ryder and Kaya were. I noticed a lot of not coincident, not, no, no coincidence when it comes to their health issues. Okay. And overall, just different things. It's very crazy, but it's the truth. Well, a couple things. Make sure without any doubt you 100% get the cord blood system. That stem cell shit, it is no joke. Junsuk, you're Korean. You know how the crazy stem cell shit is. Get the cord blood program. I think it's like a couple hundred bucks a year. It could save your child's life. And let's just say later, you have another kid. It could save their life too. I would suggest you doing it with both kids. I wish... We did it for all three. We did it for Ryder and, and Kai again. It was, London was our first. We didn't know. Um, back to the feeding schedules. Your wife is not going to be able to sleep. There might be times where she's sleeping and the baby is sucking on her breast. Feeding. There's going to be midnight feeding. There's going to be all kinds of stuff. I don't know what kind of relationship you have, but if you want to help out, you might want to take some naps during the daytime. I know you work. And then, you know, she'll be feeding, doing whatever. Boom. I don't know if she works too. And then at nighttime, you can help her where like you're up with the baby and ready to go because you're going to realize no college, no high school cramming. You ain't never had no fucking fuck no sleep like this type of shit. So make sure you're on point with that. Make sure you get your 45 minute naps in, hour nap here and here. It's going to be real tough. Um, one thing I do suggest is getting a baby wipe warmer. It is a very, very helpful accessory. Get two or three of them. I don't know how big your place is. And when you are changing your baby's diaper and changing them at three in the morning, four in the morning, 1 a.m., 10 p.m., baby sleeping, you don't want to have that shit on their butt cold and wake them up. That is like just a nightmare. And it's just, it, the baby wipe warmer is a fucking, it's just a genius invention. You need to buy a bunch of wipes, a bunch of just three-pack onesies from Target, and, um, you know, things like that. Don't worry about, you're not even going to wear hard shoes for a while. Don't worry about getting your kid Jordans and all that stuff or anything. I thought that was cool. None of my kids really got into it, which is crazy. The parents are more into that type of shit. I think you'll be fine. But those are very important things. Like I said, the, the cord blood shit is is super important. I think that your wife's going to want to get an epidural. And I mean, if she's down to do natural, then fuck it. Gangster grills and all that shit. Um, but, you know, just be supportive for your wife, man. She's going to go through some shit. All right. Salute and congrats again on that, man.
Uh, Bay Area IG lives. Uh, what's up, Ben? You got mad love for the Bay Area. I was just wondering, when will we have the honor of a Filthy Rich x Ball episode? You know what? I haven't talked to Filthy in a long time. I think it might be even two or three years since me and Filthy Rich spoke. I think there's actually a lot of shit that he could probably tell me about when it comes to street stuff and things that he's done. He's been really smart and made a lot of money. But I've never thought about having him on the show for many reasons. One, I just don't have rappers on the show. Uh, two, I just don't know if I really align with, with you know, the things that he does. And again, I'm not insinuating anything, but, you know, um, I don't know. It, it's That's a tough one, right? I mean, he's he's been a good customer. He's spent a lot of money. He's a... Uh, <laughs> Filthy is a crazy dude. Good dude. I love the dude. He's he's a good dude. He's just just uh I I don't know. <laughs> be be very interesting to get him on here and uh and and that yeah, I don't know. That's sorry. Um Marvin Lewis Jr. writes golf journey question. I got a question about your golf journey. You've made a lot of progress in a short time. How often do you get lessons and do you do in-person or virtual lessons? Can't wait for part three. I don't know how often you listen to this show, but um, it's weird because if you did, then you'd know. I get two to three lessons a week when some people only get one lesson a week. Uh, always in person. I don't do virtual lessons. I don't do YouTube or none like that. Um, my coach is an 11-year touring pro, Ron Del Barrio. He is a fucking amazing coach. He is also a very good golfer. There are very few golfers out there. There are very few coaches out there who can break 85. My man is, you know, he breaks 70 on a regular basis. You know what I'm saying? He breaks, he shoots under par. Um, so in the short amount of time, I think that I was doing once a week starting, you know, November 17th last year. There might be some misses here and there for vacation stuff. But it wasn't until like maybe June or July. I think maybe June is when I lost my mind. I said, fuck this shit. I'm going all in. And I started doing at least two lessons a week. About a month or two ago, I started doing three lessons a week. And that's a lot because, you know, it's expensive. And, um, you know, I'm at the range four to five days a week and I play golf at least twice a week. Now, last week I played golf five times. The week before that I played three or four. So I've been playing a lot. And I think that's why the progress has happened. And the more you play, the better you will get eventually if you at least know the basic, you know, fundamental stuff. So that's a big thing. Part three is going to be a big fucking fresh breath of air 100% it will be thank you Marvin I appreciate it uh, Ben's father and Kim Il-sung's relationship David Minai writes peace can you talk about your dad's relationship with Kim Il-sung and how they met thank you you know what bro I have no idea how they met Um, because of the, the situation with me and my father I never really cared as fucked up as this because the dude was whooping my ass so much but I do know that him and I don't think they were close but you know um, I don't know did I ever post the picture of my dad with Kim Jong-il and, and Kim Il-sung it's a tripped out thing but I know they are friends I think maybe you know a little bit better than acquaintances I think they you know have respect for each other um, my father never you know uh, participated in any kind of money or shit like that so that's why he was never involved in espionage or whatever things but he really was tied to the North Korean community but it was like more so because that's where he's from, you know? And it's not like he was complacent. I think it was, you know, it was just a, a, a weird thing. I do know that, you know, he's been there many times. And I think I did speak about the fact that my sister and brother went. I didn't go, and thank God I didn't. I just feel weird about it. 
And, uh, you know, um, my mom had trouble going to Korea after that, South Korea. And uh, until the government has changed so many times, I think my, you know, my sister was just in South Korea recently. She's only been like once or twice. And she was kind of worried about it fucking, you know, 40 years later, 50 years later. It's just crazy. So I wish I could speak more about it. I wish there was more stories. And I'm not, I'm not holding anything back. I tell you guys, I, I really, I, that part of my life is an open book. You know, my dad had a nonprofit called One Korea Movement and he was trying to reunify, reunify North and South Korea. He um, was helping Koreans in America relocate, not relocate, I'm sorry, locate their family members that were lost during the war. And it was really tough and he was doing it. He was successful. And I think with the money that he was getting with that, he was also helping survive because it wasn't like he made very much money. You know, my dad lived, you know, a pretty fucking humble life and drove a, a broken up Toyota and shit. And um, he was a teacher. All he cared about was education. And, and it's weird, man. There, there's some things I do see that I got from my father, but, you know, um, I, mean, I don't fuck with Kim Jong-il at all whatsoever. Kim Il-sung, I mean, there's, I don't know too much about dude, to tell you the truth. Now, Kim Jong-un, that's a whole different story. That motherfucker's retarded. I'd fuck his ass up if I ever met that dude. Uh, Brandon Bulos. Right, Ben, I got a few questions. Is your Topps Chrome Ben Baller Edition still coming out? What are your thoughts on the current state of the hobby? Um, two, do you plan on playing the Waste Management Pro-Am in Arizona on Super Bowl weekend? JR played last year. Uh, number one, my Topps Chrome Ben Baller Edition is supposed to be dropping in the next couple weeks. As far as the current state of the hobby, at least it is. I feel like it is stabilized. I feel like it's if you're really in the hobby, you're in the hobby right now. And it's back to really being in it for real. Not being in it for some bullshit. I think it's actually in a good place right now. I think it's it's it, the the cards are more affordable. Things are, are more right, and there's still a lot of action in there, and it's still dope. And there's still definitely you know a lot of shit that's coming out. But this is my best set for sure that I've ever had. The rookie class is great. You know, I'm glad that J Rod is in there. I cannot believe that I have my actual first initiation into the MLB and to sports cards. Not a, like an Alex and Ginter card. I'm talking about my own Ben Baller Topps Chrome card. And I'm fucking so fucking just excited. You know, there's a one-on-one refractor. There's there's a one of 10. There's a one of 15, I think. One, no, one of 10. There's one of 25. One of 50. And one of 99, I believe. I don't even remember right now. It's, my head's so fucking just... I have too much information. But there's amazing inserts. Uh, the design process this time around... I was much more involved in. So I'm just like super excited for it. Uh, Waste Management Pro-Am in Arizona. I actually have not tried to, to submit about it, but I might I might be down. If GR plays this year, then um, probably a lot easier for me to fuck around and do it. It is a 100% party. The Waste Management is no joke. That shit is crazy. And it's fucking like, <laughs> that shit is actually probably crazier than the damn Super Bowl. I don't know if I could deal with the crowd, man. You know what I'm saying? But I'm going to see. Um, my eyes are obviously on the AT&T Classic, uh, which is right around damn near the same time. So we will see, man. It, it, it's it's going to be a fucking crazy February. That's for goddamn sure. Thank you, Brandon, for the questions. Just going to do a few more, man. Um, Byron Lee writes, Hey, Ben, I, didn't not- I noticed that you didn't touch on the Draymond pool incident. Do you think it would affect the team or when you played college ball and how it aff- affects the team's morale? thoughts i'm trying to think of of okay well you know me and draymond just i just did his show 
And I've always, I had like this opinion of Draymond, right? I didn't really like, really like dude very much, right? I always thought he was, you know, he was a raw dude. And I, and I think after having more conversations with him, I realized that he doesn't give a fuck about social media very much, which is good. And he doesn't have to, you know, he makes enough money doing everything else. He um, loves playing dominoes. He's, you know, he has hobbies. He has a family, he has a wife. And, um, you know, he's got some aggression in him still. And, and uh, I think Jordan Poole is someone I could get along with or whatever. But at the same time, me and Draymond, I think Draymond's got a lot of love for the old school. So I fuck with him there. Now, as far as them getting into it with each other, it's probably over some petty shit. But you hit a dude in the face, man. Like, I'm a different person to ask, right? I'm old school. And, you know, a lot of people are now are more forgiving. And even people from the old school days should they preached a forgiving thing you know um i don't think i couldn't rock with that and i don't think that the team you know has recovered from it fully and that's a weird thing at the end of the day though you have to understand as much unity as there is with the business you know you think about like when you're on a team you're with these guys more than you are with your family you're with if you're on an nba team you're with these guys more than you are with your wife and your kids all right, it it really does affect you know what I'm saying the 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 leadership and and the unity in the team, and if you don't gel, man, it's just not going to be good. Now you could go ahead and fucking you know be do your own thing, whatever, and not everyone's going to get along or whatever. It is a business, like I said. There is a paycheck. You can take a loss, and you know you're still getting paid a lot of money. I just think that definitely the morale is not good. Now, if it happened when I was playing college on my team, this is when I getting paid. Fuck, bro, someone's getting kicked out. Do you know what I mean? They're probably going to kick out the motherfucker who's probably least valuable. And the funny thing is, that's just how shit was when I was back in the day. Like, if you're not, if you were the best player on the team, if the coach fucked with you because of that, I knew you're valuable, valuable, depending on what happened, maybe you get suspended here and there and he's like, fuck this, I need this guy, we got to win. It's just, a, it's just a dirty game. So, like, if that were to happen to me, shit, I'd have been out. But at the same time, I'd have been like, all right, so do I say fuck school here and just fucking shoot this motherfucker? You know, it's a tough situation, man. But it wasn't anything I really want to talk about on the show because I don't really give a fuck about either one of them like that. I mean, Draymond and me became cool recently, but that don't mean I really want to touch on it. I just, it just, it was just fucking unfortunate. And then again, whoever did videotape that, that fight and got to TMZ, that's some real shit. That's some punk ass bullshit. That is some bitch shit. And that's bad for the team right there. That is 100% not a good look. Uh, Ryan S. writes, Hey Ben, I heard you talk on the pod before about moving to Miami. Is it going to happen? If so, my cousin, would you follow back on Ben Baller Strain? FYI, guys, I do not use those pages, okay? Just so you know, when someone follows you on Watchlord, someone follows you on Ben Baller Strain, someone follows you on Ben Baller Pod, I don't run any of them. I don't know what goes on in them. I don't know who they follow. And this is the truth. I have zero idea. I have no access to those pages. I don't have the passwords. Of course I could. I don't want them. Okay? So just because someone follows you on the Ben Baller pod, I have no access to it. Right? There's different people running the pages. I don't run Captain's Picks Instagram. There's different people running different pages. I have no idea who they follow. Um, anyways, my cousin uh, throws these supercar cruises called Miami Midnight Runs where they have a lot of ton of crazy cars such as 458, Peace does SF90s, 992s. Run the Miami streets in a closed group. If you move here, we'd love to hang out and uh, have you join us. I know you love to bring the toys out for PML. 
Quick Strike. Huge fan. I've been listening for a few episodes. Um, I'll be real with you, bro. I haven't been to a Quick Strike in like the last three or four. Platinum is still my fam and they do minor things for my cars and stuff. And those are still my bros. Like those are my peoples. When uh, or if and when I do move to the South Florida area, I might have a sports car. I don't know if I'd have an exotic. Uh, two, I can wholeheartedly say I would probably not be involved in any kind of car shit out there. Uh, my boy Brooks is out there. A couple other people I know from, um, the fuck did I meet out there? Met a few guys from Lambo and, and things like that in Palm Beach and uh, Sarasota and fucking, uh, what else was that? the fuck? What, what, why the fuck am I? Is it Paramus? I forgot. There's, there's a few, God damn it. Is it Pompano? I can't remember what, what, but there's a bunch of Lambo guys and car dealerships out in, in Miami that I've, I've met. I just, I, I have zero interest. You know what I might do is I would, I could see myself getting a motorcycle, uh, like getting a Ducati or getting a fucking, uh, an R1 or something or a fucking J6R out of Miami. Definitely not doing any, uh, car cruising stuff, but I appreciate the invite, man. Uh, Joe Conforzi writes, what's up, Ben? It's Joe from Toronto. What was the biggest set? What was one of the biggest setbacks in your career or biggest mistakes professionally you made? And how did you use it to propel yourself to the next level? I hear you learn more from your mistakes and your successes. Oh man. Um, I think getting like in, in certain things with lawsuits, you know, they always say, it's just best to settle out of court. And even if you're going to win sometimes, it just takes all the stress out of you, right? Like people will be like, oh, well, fuck. And it's like the fucked up part about it, what I don't like is it's even just punk shit, right? It's just stupid ass shit. It's like, imagine someone sued you for stealing and you never stole, like you truly didn't. Sometimes it's just like, you know, you, you try to get away with it and whatever. And you're just like, look, I, I don't fucking deal with this shit. And you got people who are just such fucking losers in the world. And they'll hire some scumbag attorney and try to sue you for something. And they just like, just settle out of court and just people are just the biggest fucking pieces of shit in the world. And um, the whole system is corrupt to me. Um, I think wasting my time in lawsuits is just, was was a big fucking setback. And you can't get back that time, right? It's just a waste of time. But I think like, having my store at Slauson, we had it probably five, six years too long there. And we should have moved in sooner or to a different location. God damn, I'm trying to think of what else, man. There's so many other things I could think of. Having video for this show, it's just because I don't have the time. Like I don't, I literally don't have the fucking time because I'm talking about current events. So these things are, you know, they're time sensitive. Whereas part three is kind of like timeless events. They don't necessarily talk about direct current events, like where it's time sensitive. What else, man? Not incorporating myself early on for taxes and things like that getting robbed, not having insurance, you know, um, missing on investments that were good. Even if you lose, man, you know, it's just like, look, look where, you know, the, where, where the banks are right now with interest rates and things like that. And it's like, yeah, I mean, where else are you going to put your money, right? Like I have money spread, about all, spread all over the place. But I, I think my biggest mistakes is just not taking some chances and seeing other people flourish from them, you know, with, with just certain things. And I'm talking about like, Guys who I know who didn't really invest a lot, you know, when I say a lot, a lot, I mean a few hundred grand and they turned it into like $12 million to up to $20 million. It just kind of sucks. By the way, I see where you work, bro. It's so crazy. Um, 
It's really random. Uh, Joe, send me another email if you see this. I've actually worked with that brand before and I got something for you because a buddy of mine is is a legend. Like, I mean, true legend, man. And I appreciate the question, Joe. Kelvin Lee writes, good morning. Love the podcast. Listen to it every week. And wanted to jump on and ask a little personal question. How do you manage all your anger in your life? I've come to reality with myself and know I have anger management issues. I've been thinking on seeking help. I know you've mentioned on the pod, any advice? Um, I use BetterHelp. <laughs> and not just through the advertising on the pod, but it was just more convenient because I can talk to them on the phone when I'm driving. I could uh, Zoom with them at the house. But really, most of the time, I just access them to the phone. I even gave Kehlani, the rapper, um, singer, sorry, um, better help, and she was able to do therapy through, you know, the phone. What's crazy is I, I don't have it to that level. I just think I get upset at stupid things, and I, I forget about it within a minute. Like, what? I'll smack the shit out of you. And I will smack someone. Like, I'll physically harm somebody, and then I'll think about it again, and just ignore it. And that's a problem. And uh, that's a lawsuit, too. So, you know, um, it's it's weird, like, it's not Tourette's, it's just, I get in these moods, right? And uh, I do think that now golf has calmed it way the fuck down. Um, I don't get mad at bad shots. I'm like, all right, well, next shot's gonna be great. And that's helped uh, starting yoga, starting meditating a little bit too. Just kind of just set, turning everything off and kind of just taking 15 minutes in the most quiet area because... You know, with the kids and everything, it's just the best thing to do. Therapy is important, bro, you know, because there's things that you might not know what to deal with. And I can do some things, but if that don't work, then I got to obviously go to a therapist. So, you know, BetterHelp does work and it's cheaper than anything else. Last question. Oh, no, we'll go with more. SFM Jesse Bolanos writes, yo, what's up, Ben? It's Jesse from Reno Valley. Hope all is well with you and your family. Uh, when I tune into your podcast and you got into your intro playing, the part where it says, my story's so crazy, I should make a movie. Have you actually thought about making one? And if you were to make it, who would you want to play you? Thanks for the free game. Much love. Um, I've thought about it like for the last 10 years. During the pandemic, I had my boy Brian Greenberg from How to Make It in America. Him and his partner started writing a screenplay about the K-Town Hustler series and wanted to do either a movie or TV show about it, do a documentary. I've had other people talk about it. I have Kenya Barris who was a huge producer, think about it and talk about it. Um, I haven't talked to my boy Trayvon, who did the Jeremy Lin documentary. And it's just too much work, I think. And I don't have a lot of documented shit. I have people who can co-sign a lot of stuff. It's just getting the footage. I think it'd be a lot of interviews and stuff. Um, but there could be obviously a reenaction, like a, a reenactment, sorry, of a movie. And I always thought like, when I get to like my teenage years to like my my 20s or something, I thought maybe Jay Park could play me because he has tattoos and he, you know, but he's a little too good looking. You know what I'm saying? So I thought about that. Um, also, um, that dude, uh, that guy from the movie Boogie, Taylor Takahashi, I felt like that dude could definitely play me too. He, he, was, he was pretty good in Boogie. That was, that was pretty good, man. I definitely... It's something I'd love to do. I just, fuck, man. It'd be so fucking wild. This would be a nine-hour movie. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd have to be a Netflix special. You know what I'm saying? It'd have to be like a fucking like an, an six-part series. You know what I'm saying? It'd just be too fucking long. All right, this is the last question because it's just too much shit now. I try to keep it under 40 minutes with from Miles and Jordan. But a UNC fan writes, Yo, Ben, big fan from Dayton, Ohio, Gem City. I was just wondering, what is your top three golf courses that you've played so far? 
I've been playing my whole life and I'm 27 and I'm beginning to travel places with my girlfriend and was just wondering some of the best scenic courses in the States. Thanks. P.S. Courses around here are in the trenches so I can roll up a wood on the course and smoke freely. Best courses I've played, I would think Trump National in LA is, is probably one of the better ones. Riviera is really nice. I've been on it, haven't played it. I could play it any time, I just haven't. Um, Bel Air Country Club is really nice. Torrey Pines is gorgeous. You know, Presidio is nice. I played that in San Francisco. Shadow Creek is probably the nicest course I've played on the West Coast. Turnberry is really nice. Floridian, very, very nice. Probably the nicest course I played. Um, but I could tell you my bucket list, a uh, few courses that I will probably play in the next year. And Augusta will be one of them, which I'll play. And then Bandon Dunes. And Bandon Dunes is like bucket list for sure. Uh, I want to play Pinehurst in North Carolina too, which I'm sure I'll get to and all that. And I have a lot of plugs with so many places. Amazing because even J.R. Smith can't get onto Augusta. And I'm about to do that soon. So um, anyways, that's going to be the last question, guys. Um, and I appreciate it. That was short and sweet. 38 minutes. Perfect. Thank you for you know, participating in fan questions for the month of, of what well, shit's December right now. Fuck, I guess we'll do it in January. Guys, uh, let's take a break and jump into the outro of the show and uh, let's pay some bills. We'll be right back. You know sports and you pick winners all the time. So why not get paid for them at MyBookie? MyBookie has the biggest online selection of odds and contests for all your sports betting needs, anytime, anywhere. Bet on NFL, NCAA, or swing for the fences with the brand new money bag. The MyBookie money bag is a one-of-a-kind opportunity to spin for crazy odds on props and futures. Just place your bet, spin the wheel, and get ready for some epic odds on the best teams, athletes, and events. Sign up for free, use promo code BENBALLER, and claim a deposit match of any amount up to $1,000. Again, that's promo code BENBALLER to claim your deposit and give yourself the competitive edge. It's not just sportsbook, it's a community. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. Yo, yo, what up, y'all? We are back. Hope you guys are having a decent Monday so far. Um, I know a lot of you guys listen to this while you're driving. I know I said I was... <laughs> I know I said I wasn't fucking with the World Cup, but I didn't think Korea was going to make it to the Sweet 16. They're playing very shortly. Um, I watch bits and pieces. Uh, I am playing some golf today, and I will speak about that in a second. Um... Yeah, I mean, shit, if they win and fucking Japan wins, it'd be fucking, and to make the Elite Eight, I just think that Japan-Korea will be fucking, it's going to be a fucking war. There's going to be fights and shit. There's going to be fights and, there'll be fights outside the, uh, how, out, way outside Qatar. There's going to be fights all over the world. It's just such a fucking crazy rivalry between Korea and Japan. And I just don't want to have any fucking parts of it. But good luck to Korea today. I got hit up by Garrett. Clark, who is the one of the founders of Good Good Golf. I had found out about Good Good Golf through actually a super follower during a super follower chat, Spaces chat. And uh, I watched, watched the page and I, start, I actually got addicted to it. I, I think it's good content. It's, it's fun stuff. It's easy. And uh, two of their biggest members of their crew, uh, Micah and uh, Grant Horvat, 
had both left and they made a big announcement. They're going through some changes and stuff. And they had reached out to me. They started following me on Instagram. I followed them back. And uh, I think the page is dope and I watch it as much as I can. Um, I haven't gone back like more than three months, I think. But, you know, they make a lot of good content. They have the biggest golf page on YouTube. And they're a really big brand. They're making a lot of money. They're successful. They're young kids. Uh, they're like early 20s or mid 20s at most. But I think they're early 20s. And, you know, they're just good dudes. And, and they reached out to me. And um, Micah leaving to me wasn't such a big deal. I know he's good, but I wasn't watching from the beginning, from the trenches. But, you know, he didn't speak so much. Grant is a big fucking part of that show, you know, so that's kind of tough to see him leave. And he's also probably one of the best golfers in that group. But I think Bubby is probably the most vocal, obviously, with um, Garrett, of course. But they reached out. These guys are very, very, very good. I think Bubby and, uh, by the fuck am I throwing a fucking blank, um, Steven and the other dude, Sharf Matt, those guys definitely have to be low single handicaps. Uh, Garrett is a plus one, so he is better than scratch. Um, Grant is a plus one, but these guys are really good. Luke is is a pro. He's a touring pro. You know what I'm saying? Corn Ferry Tour is very good. And they're in LA now. They're, they're actually in Orange County, and they reached out. I think there's a high possibility I'll probably be seeing them tomorrow, uh, if not maybe Wednesday. But I think there's like a 70% chance that I'm going to be on the show. I got to figure out because I have my own schedule. Tuesday, I have a, a live shooting um, podcast with No Jumper for this collaboration that me and Adam22 are doing for a, a Kendama or Kadama. I forgot it's called. It's like that weird fucking toy. But uh, I'm excited. These guys are really good. You know what I'm saying? I don't think I, I, I might be the worst golfer ever been in the history of their show. But Salim was on there. Me and Salim are pretty close to each other as far as game goes. So uh, it'd be interesting. And uh, I don't get nervous about shit. And I hope it's like a fucking, you know, hole challenge. It's like a par three. Par three shit is where I flourish. You know, when it gets to a par four stuff, hard stuff, I don't know. It's interesting. These guys are very, very seasoned. These guys have had hundreds of rounds of golf. And, um, and um, I'm excited. I think it's going to be fucking awesome. Um, I do want to do a country club breakdown just don't think i have time for this on on this episode but uh we are going to pivot real quick you know uh growing up Deion sanders aka primetime was my favorite fucking football player in the world like him bo jackson barry sanders these are guys that i fucking idolized and man like Deion sanders two sports the way he dressed the, the outfits everything he was just fuck he was so dope florida state one number two, this motherfucker wore 21. Just the only thing I hated about him was he played for the Niners. That was the only thing that I felt like was a blemish. <laughs> but Deion Sanders is dope. And, uh, you know, he obviously announced that he's leaving Jackson State, which is a historically black college. And um, people are mad about it. He's going to CU, Colorado University, the Buffaloes. And uh, shout out to Cordell Stewart. You know, I'm sorry, man. I know you guys get hurt when you think about like being in the hood and being in the same community or being in a smaller school and having an impact. But like the dream is to get bigger. You know what I'm saying? There is a ceiling definitely there at Jackson State. And it's so funny because Deion Sanders' son, I know Deion Sanders Jr., but his other son, that's actually a top prospect, he uh, reached out about a chain. And I'll be honest with you, I didn't leave him on red. I just didn't, you know, I, I didn't want to deal with it. So I had... Uh, one of my employees key deal with it. And 
I don't think that like, you know, I'm rushing to go grab, uh, uh, you know, and, and do this kid's chain, even if he's the biggest guy ever. I just, I'm just, my passion's not there anymore. But anyways, going back, I support Deion Sanders. It's going to be a different environment. I think it's going to be dope. And I think he's going to be a great coach at Colorado. So salute to him. Uh, on a more football, Seahawks played absolutely fucking terrible defensive-wise. I didn't go to the game. It's weird, man. I got invited by three different people. My boy Todd Light played for the championship Super Bowl team with Kurt Warner. He is a, you know, he was a Jim Thorpe winner in college, won a national championship at Notre Dame. This dude is an amazing guy. He's an old friend of mine. And um, he was honored at halftime at, at SoFi yesterday. So he wanted me to come with him. And then I had tickets from Quandre. And then I also had tickets from another buddy of mine who's an attorney. And I think three rounds of golf in three days in Miami just destroyed me. Then traveling back and doing the family stuff and being with the kids. I just woke up yesterday and was like, I, I, I just can't. I, I, got, I just can't. I'm just too fucking tired. And I thought maybe also I could be shooting the good, good stuff. I didn't know what was going on. So I was just kind of ready for that. So I just wanted to watch the game at home and just what a fucking nightmare. Um, we should have destroyed them, especially with fucking uh, Stafford out. And um, it was just, it was embarrassing because we played terrible. Even offensively, it was kind of off, even though Gino had a great game. Uh, defensively, it was just pretty fucking pathetic on the run level, but it was too close for comfort. We won. We are playoff bound as we stand right now. We're, right, we're at the seventh seed. Next week, I do think that we're going to fucking whip Carolina into pieces. And then the week after that, we are in back in Seattle playing the Niners Thursday night football, prime time. I will be there. There will be no exceptions. I'm getting there motherfucking early. And then, um, you know, I'm going to fucking start a shit show. Now, the Niners, they just lost Jimmy Garoppolo. They got this backup fucking quarterback. I already forgot his name. I'm sure Miles knows his name. You can, if you want to chime in, Miles, and let me know what the fuck his name is. But the defense is still scary as fuck. I just don't think now that they can win the division and um, get for this. Is, this is tough. They have some tough competitors now. Uh, the defense definitely can, but if you can't, and again, they put up the points against, you know, Miami, and it was weird. And I think Miami played very off. Again, maybe there was a bad matchup, but I, I just don't know about the Niners now. Definitely the scariest team, too. You know, shit, man, this guy has no fucking experience. Who knows, though? Who fucking knows? It'll be a battle. It's going to be great. And I cannot wait for that fucking game. And by the way, man, you know what? I'm not going to mention it. Fuck it. Uh, Lakers, I have some good news. Finally, the Lakers have won the last eight out of 10 games. They are fucking gelling. I am not super impressed with LeBron. I feel like sometimes he fucks up the, the gel, but he's been doing well. AD, though, has been playing on some MVP shit. He is the first player since Kobe to score 40 or more points in back-to-back -back games um, or more than two games. I think AD might have figured it out. Even though he is as fragile as a fucking iPhone without a fucking cover. 55 points last night. Like yesterday. Goddamn, AD. That is fucking crazy. Anyways, guys, that is it for today's show. It ended up being a perfect amount of time. It is everything I needed. I wanted the show to be, and I want it to be too long. And uh, don't forget, uh, I will be in San Francisco. I mean, Jesus Christ, San Diego. So if you are a super follower, hit me up. We'll figure out something. I do want to talk about a few things. Um, I do have some more people that we do have coming on the show, car-related, cannabis-related, things like that, golf-related, all that. Part 3 podcast is going to be so fucking amazing. You know, we've shot... 
you know, the um, a couple episodes, you know, we have commitments from pro players, uh, from the NBA, from the PGA. Um, I already have tons of fucking influence people that come out there. I might have good good on the show. We'll see. But um, fuck, I'm excited, guys. All right, so look at make it a great week. Twenty days till Christmas. Make every day fucking count. Okay, that means there's what? Jesus Christ, my math is bad. Twenty six days until the new year, guys. All right. Much love. Suck it easy. I'm fucking with you guys. Again, this is not your practice life. All right, guys. That's my man, Lakey Lake. We are out of here. I will see you guys on Thursday. Peace.